the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The following program is pre-recorded on AM 1420. The answer. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. It's good to be back. I hope from for many of you. I'm looking out at the uh, stock market. It's actually up fairly significantly from its bottom, and uh, but it's <coughs> excuse me, it's still down a little bit from. And actually, it's down about twenty percent from its all time high, which was reached you know just last January. And uh, I'm I'm actually surprised. I'm surprised that it, we've not had a correction. Uh, in a shorter time period because the last really big correction came in early 2020, which makes that, you know, it went nearly two years without a major correction. And typically it's every, oh, you get a 10 to 15% correction every 12 to 18 months. So, and these the bigger ones like this have a tendency not to be as close together. And I'm just wondering if that's not, and in fact, I, I think I'm pretty sure it's because you've got so many more computers that are running portfolios. Uh, when you hear of an exchange-traded fund, that's a computer that's running a fund, and it's got certain parameters that it puts in there. And people can buy and sell them like stocks, so they can sell them during the day. In other words, there's just a whole lot more opportunity for people to buy and sell them, and a lot of institutions and a lot of people are doing it on their 401k plans. And the reality is they should probably not be trying to react to the market because that's incredibly difficult to do. When I say incredibly difficult, I'm talking about sub four minute miles for people who don't you know, even run track. <laughs> that's how difficult it would be. it is to time up the market. And no matter what you say, uh, there there's still a group of people out there that are going to disagree with that. And, you know, uh, I spend an awful lot of time 
personally, and I've spent a lot of time with other people who have spent an enormous amount of time, effort, energy, money to try to figure out these kinds of things and spent years doing it. And, and there are tons of PhDs that have tried to do it. And occasionally somebody will get something that's working for a little while. Okay. And then something changes within the market structure and it stops working. So it go back to, you can't time in the market anymore. And that's basically what I've seen now. There are very, very few firms that have successfully navigated that. And when I say very few, I'm talking, I can probably count on one hand and there are thousands. Actually, there are more funds than there are stocks to invest in. And that, that's one of the reasons that they're so volatile. There's a, uh, uh, an awful big pool of money that's competing um, for the, over the same stocks. And it, it just leads to a much more volatile marketplace. So nothing to be really worried about, um, I don't think, at least not at this point. But at some point in time, um, you got to take a look at your overall picture and say, okay, how much money do I have in stocks to begin with? How much money do I really need to have in stocks? Uh, now that uh, interest rates are starting to, to pick up a little bit, your short-term bond funds should, the yield should start going up on them. They've already been going up. Uh, and you know, if I'm buying individual bonds, I probably am not going to buy 20 or 30-year bonds because they, they fluctuate, they go down a lot when interest rates go up. I'd be focusing on anything that's you know, less than 10 years. So if you're reading in there, and if you have any questions on this stuff, feel free to give me a call. The number is 330-664-0700. That number again, 330-664-0700. You can uh, leave me a message there, or uh, if I'm not doing anything, I'll just pick it up, <laughs> which is highly unlikely because I'm so busy these days. But the uh, but I'll call you back because... No, this, these are tough times. In fact, uh, I was reading, I sent out a little newsletter. Uh, it's a digital newsletter. So if you go to my website and sign up for it, it's there. And uh, um, this was one of the articles. It was Why Inflation Refuses to Go Away. By the way, this was published in The Economist magazine. And uh, it was October 20th. The, uh, so pretty recent. And why inflation, why inflation refuses to go away? Let's see. If, if the return of high inflation caught many off guard, its refusal to leave has been more shocking still. In the past week, countries including America and Britain have been surprised yet again by high prices. The Federal Reserve goofed when it forecast in December 2020 that prices would rise by less than 2% in each of the following two years. It goofed on a grander scale in December 21 when it reckoned that inflation would be just 2.6%, even though prices were already rising by more than 5% a year. But the Fed was hardly alone in its misjudgments. IMF forecasts have badly and repeatedly undershot inflation. In late 2020, this newspaper correctly judged that prices would jump in the months ahead, but concluded that the odds of a more sustained period of inflation were low. So they're saying they were wrong too. And see, this is the problem, one of the problems with economics when it used to be known as the, the dismal science because it, it is a, uh, it's nearly impossible. The people that are predicting this stuff are, are trying to forecast, you know, which is basically a prediction. Um, they have an unbelievable amount of experience and access to a ton of information that we don't have and they're still getting it wrong. And that's, that's fine. I mean, I understand. I understand how nearly impossible 
what they're trying to do is. I mean, anybody that's trying to predict the future with a high degree of accuracy okay, is going to run into problems one day. And so it's not their fault. It's just the nature of the beast. And so how do you plan for that? And that's kind of what we're, I've been talking about my entire career. How do you plan for a 20 or 30% drop or 40 or 50% drop in stock prices? Well, here's what you do. If you know that there's a potential for stocks to drop 40 or 50% and you wouldn't, you'd be losing sleep if that happened, don't put all of your money in stocks. <laughs> it's real, literally that simple. Maybe you're going to put only 60% of your money in stocks, or maybe it's 70. That way, if the market drops 50% and you've got 70%, you're only down 35% and you think that you can handle that. And that that's great. Okay. So, but maybe that's too much. And I only want 50% of my money in stocks because if I were down 25%, I wouldn't be ready to take the bridge yet, but I would be upset. And, but I think I could take it. Okay. And I'm going to tell you that that's probably what most people need to do to be able to generate enough income to be able to support their lifestyle when they get into retirement. You're probably going to need at least a 50-50 blend for the vast majority of people. Now, not everybody. I mean, I've met people that you know have millions of dollars that, that live off their Social Security. You know, it's a, uh, uh, everybody's a little bit different. That, that's why it's so difficult to um, try to figure all this stuff out. It, it, you just don't really know. And there's not a whole lot of data out there. And, and in fact, I'm the only one that, that I know of that talks about the 50% declines as much as I do. The, uh, and why do I talk about that? Because, you know, I'm, I'm sure it scares people away. Well, they're going to find out, you know, whether I tell them or not. So I'd rather, you know, have you go into uh, the marketplace, financial services industry, investments with your eyes open. And you're going to have to have some uh, help at some point in time for most people. Um, some people not. You know, if I didn't do this for a living, I would definitely want to find someone that I could talk to. And it's a, you know, it's a psychological thing. It, it just makes you feel better. Uh, to be able to talk to somebody who's pointing out, hey, did you know that the reason that we haven't broken the record on new car sales in the past couple of years is because we couldn't build enough new cars? <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> and you know that uh, uh, home building's still rocking and rolling, even though it's slowed down quite a bit. And, and probably a good thing that it slowed down a little bit because you don't want to have a repeat of 2006 through 2008 on your hands. Um, so that's good. Yeah, banks are pretty healthy. Uh, they haven't been making as much money as they had before, but they're still very healthy. That That's good. There's an, there's an awful lot of good that's going on behind the scenes, but that doesn't get, that doesn't get readers. <laughs> that doesn't get viewers of YouTube videos, the, the stuff that gets the Bluetooth, or I'm sorry, YouTube video views are typically, you know, it's, it's negative. And we have to be on guard against that. I mean, most of the news that you see on television is negative news. And and that has a big impact. And I've been reading an awful lot about that. I think it's one in four Americans are depressed in some studies that I'm seeing. And I'm looking at that and I'm going, I can see that, especially with all this stuff that's going on uh, in the news or what they're reporting on. By the way, if things were really as bad as they seemed by the newscasts, 
uh, I'm pretty sure most of us would probably not even be here right now. And it, it's a it, kind of a it's a tough state of affairs when you're looking at um, the ability to get people's attention. You have to, or at least they believe that you have to kind of scare them. And uh, it, that works, by the way. The uh, and I just. Uh, wish they would kind of lay off on that and start talking about a lot of these other things that are happening. The, the fact that there's, you know, these infrastructure bills, they, they, when they start passing an infrastructure bill, you know, they're talking about fixing roads and bridges and, you know, that puts an enormous number of people to work. It, it's the spend in the economy is, is a wonderful thing. It gets all the, the money that they spend gets taxed. Okay. And it gets taxed multiple times. So, and the economy grows as a result of that. So tax income, tax receipts grow because you're spending money, putting people to work, building bridges and, and infrastructure. That That's a good thing. Does, does everybody need it? Yeah, pretty much across the country. And we've got so much work that we can do there. That'll, that'll keep us busy until my grandkids are uh, literally close to my age. So that's just, and that's just one of the projects, you know, where there's an industrial change going on and another industrial revolution. You know, those have been happening since the uh, Mayflower. Um, As technology improves and increases, the uh, economies grow, creates more jobs. Yeah. There's, there's still an awful lot to be done, an awful lot to be done, which, which is a good thing. Because eventually we'll get around to doing it. And, uh, you know, I've been talking for years now about rebuilding the grid, how that's got to be done. And, and that hasn't really changed. That's not going to go away. That's not a project that you can get done with in two or three years. So you're <laughs> those projects are going to be, they're going to be here long after I'm gone. I, you know, I hate to say the, um, well, and I don't necessarily hate to say it. It'll probably be done before I, uh, uh, I don't know, before I reach my life expectancy, at least hopefully. But um, so I think there are an awful lot of things that, that are going good for the economy. Uh, if you're looking in the right places, you can uh, kind of make yourself feel better. And think about that plant down in near Columbus. They're building uh, an Intel's building. Do you know that uh, ASML, that's one of the bigger contractors for making semiconductor manufacturing equipment? Not the semiconductors themselves. They make the equipment that makes, and their Intel's one of their bigger customers. They're building down there as well. And Samsung is building in that area as well because they also supply Intel with a lot of their components. So anyway, hear the music. That means I got to take a quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington. I'll be right back. Out in the dark, out in the rain. You're so alone, you're so afraid. I heard you pray. In Jesus' name, it may be midnight or midday. It's never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed. I lived enough life to say. Help is on the way, round in the corner. Help is- Hello, Cleveland. 
My dad grew up in Cleveland. I've lived in Cleveland my whole life, and Cleveland rocks. And as a Cleveland plumber who's the son of a Cleveland plumber, one thing I can tell you is that Cleveland sewer pipes are all made of clay. And those clay pipe sections have seams every three to four feet where roots can grow, cracks can develop, and offsets form, and that causes some nasty clogs. For most clogs, we can cable or jet them out fast and get the water moving. But to really fix the problem properly requires a cable machine, a hydro jetter, a camera, several hours of work, all of which every drain tech does have ready to go. So at Why It Works, we embrace transparency. We will bust the clog right away. We'll show you on the camera and let you decide if you want to do a Band-Aid fix or a permanent fix. Either way, the hard-working, straight-talking, do-it-right drain techs at Wyattworks have got you covered. Consider it done at wyattworks.com. License number 30185. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's car donation program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook. Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Small things like me and her on a porch swing for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love that never ends, for the songs that make us dance on this old dirt floor, for my babies, for my girls. We're back. Hey, if you have a question or if you'd like to talk about your own personal financial situation, uh, feel free to give me a call. 330 664 700 is my office number. 
And you can reach me also by going to BillingtonCapital.com online if you'd like to send me a note there. And that was just uh, it's interesting because I, I meet people of all different ages, um, different backgrounds. Uh, and I mean, it's really a broad, diversified marketplace out there for, for sure. And uh, it, it's so interesting when I get when I start talking with someone and you see all this stuff that's written in my industry and just how confusing it is. So I'm putting together a little um, essay, basically financial planning in a nutshell. And one of my opinions about financial planning is that it's, it's really retirement planning or, or at least financial independence. You know, how do you maintain your income from your investments without working. Okay. So that's really kind of what uh, everything is focused towards. You want to try to earn as much money as you can. Uh, you got to be careful that you don't invest in stuff that you're not comfortable with because you're not going to abandon it when it's up a lot. You're, you're going to abandon it when it's down a lot. I've seen that happen a million times. So that that's a big deal. You need to figure out what your comfort level is. And it's one of the reasons I keep talking about the declines in stocks because they're going to happen. They also go up really fast too. I mean, really fast. The, uh, in fact, you know, I was looking at that um, decline that happened uh, March of 2020. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Yeah. So you go from uh, uh, actually started last week in February and here you are uh, last week in March and markets down 35%, you know, in a month. That's mind-boggling. And uh, and then it recovers over the next few months. So it didn't... Re- By the way, markets don't recover as quickly as they decline. That's, or at least they haven't in the past. And But when they recover, they recover fairly quickly and it's too fast to be able to react to it most of the time if you're sitting on the sidelines waiting uh, and you don't do this full-time, even if you did do it full-time, you never know exactly where the bottom's going to be. The peak volumes, uh, number of shares traded, have a tendency to start spiking, going up really high, four or five times their average daily volume when the market is making a bottom. That makes it incredibly scary for most people because they see the market still dropping and they see the uh, uh, volume increasing, thinking that that's a bad sign right before it turns around and takes off. So another reason not to try to time the market is that, you know, the Fed has a tendency to look to take um, stock price movement as an indicator. And uh, so they're looking at stocks as a forward indicator, not an indicator in the past. The, uh, but it's really interesting though, because they are looking at past data. <laughs> so my goes right back to the point I made earlier in uh, today's show. Uh, don't try to predict a whole lot over the short run. In the long run, stocks have done better because, you know, when the price of plastics go up because the price of oil goes up, then that's one of the major components of plastic. The uh, Procter & Gamble is going to raise their prices, you know, 15, 20 cents a, a piece on every, uh, uh, I don't know, piece of stuff that they're selling. 
Uh, might go up a couple bucks if you're buying the Tide Pods like I do. <laughs> but you look at that, you're like, yeah, oh, wow, that's a bummer, but you're not going to stop buying it. And so that, that's the nature of the beast with inflation. And uh, that's why it's so, it's so important to have a pretty good idea when you're coming up, when you're getting near retirement, or if you, even when you're in your 40s and you're thinking about retirement, try to figure out how much you would need to be able to live comfortably um, today, okay? And I know you're not going to retire for another 20, 25 years, whatever that is. But if you, if you, we can adjust that for inflation, that, that's pretty easy. But uh, so if, if whatever you're doing today, what, what kind of lifestyle would you like to have? Uh, how would that look financially? Is it $4,000 a month, $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month? Whatever that is. Just write that down, um, put it on an annual basis, and uh, let, let's say it's um, 40000 Okay, 40000 I figure I can probably get by on 40000 The reason I chose 40000 is because I'm going to use the 4% rule, <laughs> and it keeps the math really simple. So 40000 in today's dollars, I would be pretty happy. If, if inflation keeps running around 5% in 20 years, that's going to need to be twice that amount, roughly. That's probably a little bit more than that. But uh, So it would be 80000 in 20 years. Now, 80000 is 4% of what? Yeah, 80000 is 4% of $2 million. So I'd, I'll need $2 million. That's the bad news. The good news is you got 20 years to get there. <laughs> That's, but, uh, it, it does take a lot, you know, that this is, this is one of the things that really starts to shock people. And, and you probably need to start thinking about this right around your forties. I mean, that's, you get past your forties, uh, you really going to have to save an awful lot of money to, to be able to maintain a lifestyle. So, um, and by the way, what you, you should also, this, you should also go and check what your social security benefit may be. You can get an estimate from Social Security online, just go there, open an account, request it. They'll uh, send you one in the mail. Yeah, I think you can get one online as well now. But the um, that's going to make a big difference. I mean, it's going to make a big difference. I'd say somebody today, the average Social Security payment is uh, our monthly payment is right around twenty thousand bucks. And if you think about it, the uh, to to generate twenty thousand dollars in income. At 4%, you need a half a million dollars. Did you ever think about that? I think about it a lot. So that Social Security check that, that most people are kind of, well, eh, it's really not that much money. Well, guess what? It, it, it prevents you from having to save a half a million dollars. And that's if you're getting a relatively low payment. So anyway, uh, retirement planning in a nutshell just figure out what your number is, divide it by 4%, find out what kind of pensions or social security you might have because that's going to reduce the amount that you have to put away. Uh, you won't have to replace that income that you're going to get that's guaranteed from the government. And I know people hear all the time that the government's not going to be able to pay social security. Yes, they will. Uh, they will. And they'll, they may have to raise taxes. Uh, so what? There's, they're still going to be paying Social Security to the vast majority of people who really need it the most. And uh, uh, when they first started Social Security, there was zero funding, by the way. I mean, there, there was nothing. So they had to raise all that money themselves and start paying it out. 
and they didn't have any, there was no trust fund. Well, well, well there was, but it was empty. They, they had just started funding it. So don't believe that stuff. They're never going to cut Social Security. That would get everybody, nobody would ever get reelected that way. Everybody that's in office now would end up going and uh, they'd be replacing them with people who would reinstate Social Security. So I just can't imagine all that coming down that way. And, and I know they like to, to say that kind of stuff. And oftentimes it's, it's being used to um, influence the way that people are voting and whatnot. So you just kind of have to look behind the scenes a little bit and uh, see, you know, who the voters are. Voters are older, by the way. The vast majority of older voters are older. And um, number one, they don't have as much to do. But number two, you know, they've got a lot of benefits on the line that they have paid into for decades and they need to protect those. So anyway, that's my, uh, I'll get off my soapbox on that right, right now. But uh, anyway, the, um, oh, well, let me get to back to this article. I, I really like this article. And again, this was from the newsletter that, that I sent out this week. Um, if you want to get copies of that newsletter, you can definitely do that. It'll be, uh, um, just go to bullingtoncapital.com. There is a form that you can fill out right on the website that, uh, and you can just request it there. Anyway, this uh, article goes on. Why then is, why has inflation been so, um, persistent in one sense? The answer is trivial. It's remained high because spending has remained high and because monetary policy has been too loose. But this is an unsatisfying answer, and it's probably only a small part true. Uh, Anyway, policy has not been tighter because central banks do not uh, think it needed to be. That was a grammar error. Wow, (laughs) that's pretty funny. Anyway, and as inflation has persisted, policy has adjusted. Back in December 2020, the Fed thought the uh, its interest rate would remain near zero in 2023. Now it expects it to rise to at least 4.6%. What is trickier to work out is why inflation has repeatedly defied forecasts. New work produced by a penitent IMF takes a stab at the question. Its analysis points to three potential culprits, shocks, wages, and expectations. And uh, in 19, I'm sorry, in, in 2020 and 2021, as the COVID-19 pandemic interfered with the productions of goods and services, governments unleashed a torrent of fiscal aid. Meanwhile, the peculiar conditions faced by households led to dramatic shifts in consumption, uh, which swung sharply towards goods and uh, then backwards towards services. After an initial deflationary pulse, the net effect of this turmoil was to push up prices. Last year, about 40% of the rise in American prices relative to the pre-pandemic trend and 66% of the rise in euro area prices was attributable to disruptions to production and higher commodity prices, the IMF, International Monetary Fund, calculates. Generous stimulus and shifts in household spending accounted for another 30% in both America and Europe. Now, personally, I'm wondering about these statistics i mean it it does make sense but some of them are uh, uh that's okay uh, they, they're the ones that have the purse strings so we need to listen to what they're saying <laughs> and what they're telling us that they are going to do with interest rates because it, it it's going to help us out as far as investors go uh anyway as far as investing 
the barrage, yeah, I'm going I'm to continue now. The barrage of shocks continued with Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February, with the exception for those uh, America in, with the exception of those for America and China. Errors in the IMF's inflation forecast for big economies have, in fact, been larger this year than last. Oh, Surprise! And although problems uh, projecting core inflation were chiefly responsible for bad forecasts last year, underestimates of contributions from food and energy have been bigger problems this one. You know, that's really interesting. Uh, they typically leave food and energy out of inflationary uh, gauges, the CPI in America, when they report on that. And their reason being all these years has been, well, it's too volatile. Oh, that's like saying, I got a bad kid, so I want to give him back. <laughs> yeah, that kid's too, I can't handle that kid. Let's just leave him, by, let's just ignore him and, uh, no, you, you, now they're, I'm glad to see that they're actually coming around to deal with it and they're putting it into this. Cause I'll tell you what, uh, a billionaire may not probably doesn't even know what his groceries cost because somebody else is shopping for him. Okay. But I know, <laughs> and I know we know, and I know I hear the music. That means I got to take a real quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington here on 1420. Stay tuned. Dark and all alone Growing comfortable Are you too scared to move And walk out of this tomb Buried underneath Lies that you believed Safe and sound Stuck in the ground Too lost to be found You're just a city And it's time to leave Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook. Vacation Fixation. Plumbing for Women. The title of that course would probably ruffle feathers today, and understandably so. But back when I taught it, everyone loved it, especially the students. Those women really wanted to know how plumbing worked, and they felt empowered by being able to work on their own plumbing. In the final exam, students made a modern art-looking sculpture from copper pipe and fittings. Each joint had to be properly soldered. Then we'd hook that sculpture up to a garden hose, and we'd pressure test it for leaks. It always worked perfectly. I still have some of those sculptures hanging around my office and home. I've always loved plumbing, and it's one of the great joys of my life to spread that passion to others, including our employees at Wyatt Works. Because I believe you deserve a plumber who loves his work and treats it like a calling, not just a job. Not only will he do better work, but you're going to be a whole lot happier having him in your home. And 
Quite frankly, that's the secret behind the Wallach-a-Doodle experience. Consider it done at whyitworks.com. License number 30185. No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferrance here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to artisticreno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit Artistic Reno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with Our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owner sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. And back. Hey, my name is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, if you guys would like to reach out and talk about this stuff, look at some uh, interesting information on how your portfolios might perform going forward. I think I have a, a pretty decent idea what that's going to be. Uh, incidentally, I, I just need to warn everybody, bonds, uh, bond funds... If they're not super short term, they're gonna they're gonna lose money. Okay, so that's gonna be that's a big deal. If you're having questions over that, you know, feel free to give me a call. I've got a couple of options for you there. Um, and one of them being a fixed indexed annuity, which I never thought I never thought I would be owning one of these myself. I really didn't. <laughs> I thought, yeah, the interest rates will probably come back sooner or later. But now I'm looking at it, and interest rates are okay. I'm like four and a half percent. They're still nowhere near the guaranteed levels that you could get from uh, fixed annuities uh, and fixed indexed annuities. Now, having said that, that's like comparing you know a banana to an apple because they're both fruits. Okay, they're both sweet, but they have entirely different compositions. A uh, fixed indexed annuity is something that you're really looking for. Like well, I'm going to turn mine on when I'm. 67. Um, and I'm going to take the income from it. And so why did I do that? Well, because, uh, 67, I'll be full social security age. Uh, and I I won't get penalized to take the social security as long as the rules stay the same, uh, which is, you know, knock on wood. Um, but anyway, I, I won't get penalized on my social security for whatever money I make. So I can take the social security, not have to give, you know, 
$2 back for every $3 that I make, which is kind of how, that's how that works if you take it too early and then continue working. Um, so I'm going to uh, wait for then, and then that's going to turn on at the same time. And uh, that's, you know, I'll have no problem living on that. So that's kind of a good, that's kind of a good thing. And uh, uh, so I know that that's there. And that, that's really why, how you want to use that. Your, your fixed income, your bonds or, fi- or fixed indexed annuities or fixed annuities. Uh, there are tons of different types of annuities out there, but they are the safer money. I am not expecting to knock that out of the park. Okay. I'm expecting a decent return and more safety. That's what I look for in fixed income. A, a good, decent return, solid return, higher level of safety. I'm going to have to have stocks in my portfolio because of inflation. Stocks have done better in the long run, uh, keeping up and, and outperforming inflation than the other asset classes of stocks, bonds, cash, you know. Real assets, I don't even, real assets are part of every major uh, index fund. And, and basically, I'm using specialized index funds in my stock portfolios. Uh, they're highly specialized. And many of them have real estate investment trusts in them. So that's where I get my exposure to real estate. I'm doing it through a fund. It's a lot easier that way. By, by far, it's a lot easier that way. And uh, so... Um, back to my earlier point, you need some fixed income and you need to try to find the balance between fixed income and stocks. You're going to have to have stocks to try to keep up with inflation uh, over time. Uh, Some people that listen to this show, I know I've talked to several times, have so much money that the 2% or less dividend that they're getting from their exchange traded funds that invest in stocks is plenty for them to live on. And congratulations, that's really hard to do. That's really hard to do. Most of us are not going to be able to do that. Most of us are going to have to take on some extra risk there. And uh, uh, when you're taking on that extra risk, your safe side, I feel like, needs to be all the more safe. Anybody that was invested in long-term government bonds over the past few years is really hurting. I mean, it's long-term government bonds. Those are not safe. When you've got a bond that's not going to mature for 20 years and interest rates start to go up, they go down. Now, I'm, I'm just looking at the uh, a, a bond fund that invests in only 20-year or better treasuries, and it's down way more than the stock market is. Now, and this is investing in government bonds, so you got to pay attention. Just pay attention. Don't make that mistake. And nearly half, I, well, I'd say probably 80% of your success in investing is going to be avoiding major mistakes. Uh, another 15% of your success is going to come from correctly analyzing how much risk you're really taking. How much are you taking now and how much do you really think you can withstand? Now, you won't be able to avoid it. You're going to have to manage it. And that's why it's so important to know how much risk you're really willing to take because uh you can't manage it if you don't know the answer to that question. How much risk am I really willing to take? Uh, once you know the answer to that question, then it, it's a lot easier. So I'm um, actually losing my whole train of thought here. I just had all three thoughts came into my head at the same time. 
That's a, uh, it happens more frequently now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so government bonds, long-term government bond, long-term any type of bond, you, sh- you shouldn't be in them because they're just, they've been a drag on the portfolio. They're going to be a, a bigger drag going forward or to keep raising interest rates the way that they are. So you want to stay relatively short. Uh, if you look up the, there's a, a, a term called duration. You know, if you have fixed income funds in your portfolio, look up the durations. The duration on that shouldn't be more than two years. And that's, that's super short term. I mean, super short term, but that's where you need to be. Because I'm here, I'm looking at, uh, Oh, the aggregate bond index. Now, this is not the fund. This is an index. And it peaked. The aggregate bond index peaked um, in 2020. And it's down 20% from there. And these are supposed, these are high quality bonds that are down 20%. And what have we been talking about here? Is, you know, last few years, you want to stay as short as you possibly can. The maturities are you going to make a lot of money that way? Probably not. The interest rates right now are, have been coming up. So the interest rates been coming up on it. But uh, here's, uh, well, just to kind of compare, if you look at the ones that are short-term in nature, you know they're still actually down a little bit. If you add back the interest that they've paid, they've basically broken even over the past five or six years. But But breaking even is a lot better than being down 40. I mean that's that's still a win, yeah. And it, they haven't been nearly as volatile as stocks have. You know, stocks have higher returns for a reason. You have to put up with the volatility in order to get those returns. And if you're not willing to to put up with the volatility, you're probably not going to get it. So it comes right back to what I was talking about that I've, I've been talking about for I don't know twenty years now. Is that you need to kind of figure out how much risk you're really willing to take. And then design your portfolio around that just so that when you have these big drops that you're comfortable, it's, it's not that you, uh, don't have fears from time to time. It's that you can handle the fear that you're having because you, you put a lot of thought into how you're going to invest the money to begin with. And, uh, for, for the people that look for the, just the highest rate of return, um, sorry, man, that comes at it. That comes at a cost. And that cost is volatility. The highest uh, returning funds typically have the most volatility. And that's one of the reasons that market cap weighting uh, has done so well. It's an aggressive strategy. Even if the stocks that they're using are dividend paying stocks, when you're using the market cap, that's the value of the company stock. So if they had a billion shares and it was selling for $10 a share, the the stock value of the market cap would be $10 billion. So as that goes up, okay, a lot of these funds add to it because it's going up. Well, they're buying it because it's rising. Okay, that not because you know they have new products coming out. Now, hopefully, they do have new products coming out, and sometimes that coincides, but oftentimes those things aren't linked together in a lot of the funds. So they'll do really well when the market's going up because they're adding more money to those that are going up the fastest all the time. And that works until it doesn't. And then when it doesn't, they have a tendency to come down and drop a whole lot farther, a whole lot faster than a more diversified portfolio. So again, it it all comes back to trying to manage the risk. Understand what you own. 
if you have a fund in there in your portfolio and you're not sure about it, you know, call your advisor. Uh, ask them, hey, what, what does this fund do? Uh, what's, it, what's it for? And uh, I have clients, we, we talk about that all the time. And I think, you know, it's a nice conversation. And what's really interesting today is, is just how much data you can get. Uh, I've got a database through Morningstar that uh, I can go back in and, and I can look at the holdings in the fund itself and see exactly which stocks are in there and what percentages they're putting them in there. So that that's kind of interesting. Uh, I like that a lot. But uh, And again, all this comes down to, you know, when you get into retirement or you're getting close to retirement or you're trying to build up your retirement nest egg so that you don't have to worry, okay? You're going to do the planning now so that you don't worry later. And I will say this, although I get a lot of phone calls and most of the phone calls I get today are people, they understand. We've, we've been through this multiple times and they get it and they call just to check in and which is probably what you should do. And if you're thinking about uh, starting a relationship with an advisor, that, that's what you want to do. You just want to be calmed uh, and you want to be comfortable. And if you don't understand something that they're, they're saying, just ask them, you know, ask, let you say, look, I don't, I don't really understand this. Can you, can you help me out? And uh, that's, that's part of our job is to try to make you as, as comfortable as you can because investing, I promise you, is not all that comfortable. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s, when only 15% of households in the United States even owned stocks, even through mutual funds, everybody had their money in the bank, you know, and they just took whatever the banks, the local savings rates were. And savings accounts back in those days paid more than CDs. Um, CDs eventually took over and, and started paying more than the savings accounts. But there were an awful lot of money market accounts. Those are like, you know, savings accounts. Those are, are mutual funds that invest in super short-term government bonds. And, uh, you know, the government you know, owns their own printing presses. So they're considered to be the safest from, from a, basically a, a uh, credit standpoint. They can stand behind any promises that they make. And those things that were selling, you know, they were selling 12 months, uh, less than 180 days, I think. And they were paying like 18%. I mean, that was just nuts. Uh, but, and, you know, people thought, a lot of people kind of projected that out into the future as if it was going to last that way forever. Uh, never mind that it was only the first time in the history of the country that it had ever gotten to that level. And will we get to that level again? I don't think so. I mean, it could. Um, I think it's unlikely that it actually, that they deal with it that strongly. Uh, you got to remember back in the 1970s, Al Gore hadn't invented the internet yet. And uh, so nobody, I'm just kidding. Uh, nobody knew uh, what the rates were, what the bank's policies were. Uh, economics wasn't a uh, very popular subject. I don't even think they taught it in my high school, but the, uh, at that point, but uh, no, you had a fed president come in that, came from a different school of thought than had been there before. Uh, he was actually a, a monetarist, you know, looking at the money supply, trying to figure out how to uh, cool an economy down that was roaring. The inflation was just tearing people apart because the prices of everything were doubling every five years. I mean, can you imagine having to pay twice as much for a car five years from now? 
than it costs today. Can you imagine having to pay twice as much for a house five years from now? That's what happens. That's what was happening in the 1970s. And uh, how did they stop it? Well, the Fed came in and exercised some of their, um, some of the rights that, that we bestowed upon them. They increased interest rates, but more importantly, they increased reserve requirements, which is a, uh, is a big deal. When you take the bank and tell them, look, you have to put more money in reserve. You're not allowed to lend that money out anymore. Okay, they have to raise interest rates on all the other loans that they're doing to make up for the fact that they have to keep a certain money on deposit. They're not allowed to loan. It's got to stay in their reserve. Well, they, they can loan it overnight to the Fed, but that's you know different story altogether. But the bottom line is when you take that volume of lending out of the market, The banks have to raise interest rates on any new loans that they're making to make up for the fact that they have more money on deposit earning lower rates of return. Does that make sense? And uh, if it doesn't, don't worry about it. I'm going to tell you just buy short-term bond funds for your your fixed income and try to be careful. It it is so hard. I'll tell you, I I really feel bad for the the general public because learning this stuff is, it's not that easy and uh it seems so easy when it's going up everything seems really easy and it's so happy and then all of a sudden you get a correction like this and at this point in time the bond market and the stock market have been going down at the same time uh highly unusual i can't tell you how many times i i've heard people say well when the bond market goes up the stock market goes down when the stock market goes up the bond market goes down well really not not so much if you start checking uh, and following that kind of stuff, you, you'll see that there's not a real good correlation. Uh, and there's and very frustrating, actually. <laughs> so this is one of those periods where you've got both things happening at the same time. And uh, is that the end of the show? Holy cow, I can't believe I'm done. Well, listen, this has been Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com, if you want to reach out to me. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck and good investing. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.